Welcome to the Naked Under the Table show, where we say what we think because we're just as naked under the table as you are. We've got nothing under the table and nothing is off the table. Our weekly golden nuggets are delivered hot and fresh by your favorite half-naked people, Martin, Denise, and Elsie. And on this week's episode, we are capping off our February series on controversial couples by ending with what I would arguably say is the first controversial couple in quote unquote history, literature and the like. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Adam and Eve. What? what? <laughs> yeah. And your host with the most tonight is none other than yours truly, me, myself, and I. But before I answer the questions, ask the questions, I'm going to ask my co-hosts, how you guys doing tonight, LC and Martin? Okay. <laughs> I am so excited for this episode because from the get-go of this series, I was pushing for this couple. So thanks, guys. Um, for people in the audience, in case you were curious, we had a lot of potential controversial couples. It was quite an effort to whittle them down to four. And I fought long and hard for Adam and Eve, so I'm so glad they stayed in the final cut. Now, at the risk of assuming everybody knows the story of Adam and Eve, I have to do the mandatory recap of the Adam and Eve story in case you are not of that particular denomination or we're hiding under a rock for the last 2000 years or so. All right. So in the Bible, there is this book. The first book in the Bible is called Genesis. And in Genesis, they tell about the creation story where God created the universe, the sky, the oceans, the earth, everything, including man. And as legend or story has it, the first person created was Adam made in God's supposed image and likeness. Then Adam got lonely, and so God decided to fashion a woman to keep him company. Now, that's what's currently in the Bible book of Genesis. There are some side stories about a woman that came before this one. So the one that's in the Bible is Eve, but there are some side stories that there was a woman before her called Lilith, and that's important to note for later on but all we got to know right now, yes, the gossip rag. <laughs> Ooh, scandal, you know. But for now, we are going to, until I bring it up later, right now we're going to go with the quote-unquote dogma slash doctrine that Adam was made first and to keep him company, Eve was created. Now, what ends up happening is that there's this annoying snake in the place where they live called the Garden of Eden. And this snake tells supposedly Eve to eat a fruit that has been forbidden by God himself. This snake convinces Eve to eat the fruit anyway. And thereafter, Eve supposedly tempts Adam to eat the same fruit. And because of this annoying disobedience, they are both banished from the beautiful place called the Garden of Eden forevermore to live on earth with what is now uh, proverbially known as original sin, because that was the original sin. So ladies and gentlemen, that was the recap of Adam and Eve, the book of Genesis, as it were. And we are going to be talking about that tonight. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a drama. It does. It does. It sounds like Melrose Place, like 2000 years plus plus. <laughs> it's like the ultimate telenovela. 
It is, it is, it is. All right, so boys, this is my first question of the night. So as I recapped, Eve was created to address Adam's loneliness because when he was created, he was all by himself in a species. There were other animals around, other flora and fauna, but as a man, as a human, he was alone and he felt lonely and so Eve was created. But ultimately, Eve is blamed for his demise when she tempts him with the forbidden fruit. So my first question is a doozy. If you could rewrite the story, do you feel Eve should have even been created considering how much she messed things up for Adam? Ah, and we will go with youngest first. So Elsie, you start. <laughs> uh, thank you for addressing me as the youngest, number one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, <clears throat> and secondly yeah uh, uh thank you for uh again addressing me as the youngest <laughs> <laughs> okay first and foremost i always had a problem with this story i don't know with you guys but i always had a problem with uh, adam and eve uh, ever since i was a kid uh number one my question is why the hell would you put a temptation fruit, a tree of knowledge, in front, in the middle of the goddamn of in paradise? That's not. It's like saying, "Okay, I'm gonna make something perfect," except it's not. What was the plan? I mean, if 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 he were if he is all knowing and 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 uh, and he would. Arguably, uh, um, he can see time in, in, uh, not, not in a linear sense. He, he can actually see what's going to happen. Why do that in the first place? Why see that? Okay, I'm going to make some. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make uh, two of uh, two uh, 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 beings of my, in, uh, within or after my image. And, 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 but I'll make them uh, idiots. <laughs> I'll put them, I'll make I'll make them uh, curious <laughs> and I'll put a, a tree of uh, knowledge if they want to be smarter than the average bird. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Incidentally, the funny thing is, uh, uh, sorry, this, this is a trivia. Adam in 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 Hebrew means man. So Adam just means man. So he, they probably were just called man. I think even in some languages means tempt. It could be tempt. I'm not sure. Or apple. I can't remember. Anyways. <clears throat> so I always had the problem with that story. Now, hold on. Devil, keep quiet. <laughs> My dog's noisy. Now, <laughs> quiet. Satan. <laughs> Satan, keep quiet. Okay, come here. So if I'm gonna rewrite this, 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 uh, up here, come here. I'm talking. If I'm gonna rewrite this uh, story, right? I would probably um, do it in a biological level. Meaning, if I was gonna create beings and uh, after my image. I would probably put, uh, I wrote it down here. I probably 
I would probably put a human genome that can only produce one offspring. <laughs> okay. So, so Adam can only produce one. And after that, that's the, that's the end of that. Own, one person can only produce, uh, a, a, a pair, a couple can only produce one. That okay. would, in my... But would sorry. you have created Eve knowing what you know now? Sure, sure, sure. Because in a biological level, that's that, that's that's that has to happen. If 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 we're talking about uh, scientific biology, you need to procreate. And let's face facts. In uh, uh, a lot of when you think about that, if you, if you read some, if I can remember uh, my Bible meaning, flying house and superbook, uh, Eve was uh, <laughs> Eve was more or less created for to procreate. So 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 in order to procreate, oh, that's that's great. But for future, uh, to eradicate future problems of overpopulation, I would only allow, <laughs> as, as, a, my, my, uh, as a great deity, I would only allow uh, one offspring. That would probably eradicate, probably, I'm not saying it would, but probably eradicate uh, any future problems of overpopulation that we're having now. Could be. It, we can't. Right. Right. Hold on. Hold on. China. Right. China. Right. That's why we have to create more Adam and Eves. <laughs> oh, I get start. you. I get you. We have to start with a group of people and create the first speed dating in history. <laughs> and make those guys uh, jumpstart the hum uh, human uh, nature. Now, this is saying that if we're we're talking about uh, strictly creationism, we're not we're not gonna go any. Uh, uh, or if this is the if this is fact, we're we're saying that this is fact uh, hypothetically. If if this is fact and pro and cre creationism is is the only way we can jumpstart our our uh, uh, population, our evolution, then I guess we have to create. I, I would have to create. Uh, Probably a, a dozen or even uh, two dozen couples that would jumpstart uh, the whole. So I would create Adam one to twelve, and Eve to twelve. Interesting. So we'll get there later. Martin, what about you? If you could rewrite the story, would you have even created Eve in the first place, knowing what you know now? People on the live stream are commenting that they can't hear audio, so we're gonna do a quick tech check. Um, checking audio now. We'll Wait, use actually, me first. It's my audio. <laughs> yeah. All right. So perfect. So Martin's gonna recap his answer. Um, he was saying how he's been fascinated. Yeah. By sorry about the audio. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, behind the scenes, you know, it, mistakes are getting made. Uh, most likely by me. So I, I apologize for that. Uh, but all the other audio should be okay. Um, talking about Adam and Eve, I, I, I wouldn't rewrite it because, but again, it's, it's like with most, like this has been my answer to a few of like the history questions we've had, which is, which is if you would rewrite it, then we wouldn't be here, right? If Adam didn't have an Eve, if man didn't have a woman, or if woman didn't have a man, for that matter, let's say it was the reverse way around, um, none of us would be here, right? So, so I find that a little bit, a little bit hard. I, I wouldn't really rewrite it. it um, and as I, I said before, when the audio wasn't working, um, all stories that last for this long, like Adam and Eve have, it, it really deserves a, a, if, if, 
it really deserves a deep dive. It really does. And, and you really have to go deep to kind of understand the underlying, or not even, like, in, in a certain sense, it's hard even to pretend that you do understand what it is, because what is it that makes a story last for that long? Right? I can tell you something now, and in five minutes, you forgot about it. And then there are stories like this that last for thousands of years, right? What, 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 what is it that makes some stories last for that long and, and other stories just go in one year and then fucking out the other, right? So who are we to tell? But, but it definitely deserves a, a deep dive. And when, when, when we're addressing Adam's loneliness, like it, it definitely, there's been a feeling or an incompleteness of paradise. You have to remember that paradise is a perfect setting. It's a perfect place. Right, there's nowhere on the uh, like paradise is so perfect that we can't even recreate it on 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 uh, on, on planet Earth. Right, that that's a point. It's a place of perfectness. Adam obviously hasn't p- felt perfect, and God feels a need to address this because we're in paradise, uh, and for that reason he creates uh, Eve because Adam is not whole, and Eve is created. To create a wholeness, which is what you also see with yin and yang, or or uh, male and female, like how they contribute each other, the, the different personality traits and whatnot. Um, and to address the tree that you talked about, uh, Elsie, which which is which is and that I find very interesting because you're right. Why would you have a tree like that in the middle of a perfect place? But that's because no matter how perfect you try to make the world. There will always be temptation. And you will be. So I have a different take on that. Mm. Um, And I will say part of my answer now, because I definitely want to take this up again a little bit later. But I think because I've asked myself that question, too. Like, what the hell was that pun intended? That tree doing there in the first place. And I realized as I was getting older that love is a decision. You make a commitment to love somebody. And that includes saying no to things that are bad for you and saying no to things that will tempt you. And in a weird sense, not that I think God was testing Adam and Eve. He was just making sure that their being there was still a choice, that they chose to be there and they chose to follow him and they chose to love him because love is a decision. And we've talked about that several times. To continue to love is to continue to choose the other person you're loving. And I think that tree there represented... As long as you still choose to not eat that fruit, you are also choosing to still love me. You know, and, and that's my short answer, which I'll come back to later when we get into the other questions. Yeah. So definitely the, there, there's a thing there. And also the snake in the garden, there's always a snake in the garden. Like the whole, the whole idea with this creation myth is to underline the, and, and the same with the Buddhistic one, right? With Buddha, who's a prince, and they build a whole castle for him where everything has to be perfect. It's this whole utopian idea, which is good as an ideal, but is not possible practically to, to recreate. Also because temptation and failing is, is an innate part of, of, of human beings. So getting to that, of course, there's a snake in the garden. There has to be. Every story has to have one. Uh, they get tempted by it. They eat the fruit. This is the part, this is something that I transcribe to that I don't, like, other people can have other opinions. This is, this is my take on it. 
but I see the eating of the tree of knowledge as the equivalent of emerge the uh, emerging consciousness, meaning that what the, what's the first thing that happens when Eve eats from the from the tree of knowledge? She becomes conscious that she is naked. She becomes conscious of her vulnerability, and she becomes ashamed of it as well. Right? She becomes ashamed of, her, ashamed of her vulnerability and she becomes conscious of it. And this is the first thing that happened. And that's kind of, it remind, it, it, I, I associate that with the emergence of consciousness. So, so I guess my point is, and I, I will not make it a lot longer, my point is that before they ate from the tree, they were living in there with all the trees and, and all the animals and they were like them, like they were non-conscious. As they eat from a tree, they become conscious. Would you wish not to be conscious? With all the burdens it comes with, with all the hardships, with all the failings, with all the mistakes, with all the violence, with all of this, but would you wish it otherwise? Right? That, that, See, that's basically that's a, my question. That's a, that's a question that is post-rationalized because they didn't know that was going to happen when they ate the fruit. No. Right? They didn't know that. But we will digress if we go down that road. And but, so, you know, I do agree. I do agree that there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances in the story that make it last so long because some of the great stories and they don't just have to be love stories. They don't have to be stories about couples. Some of the greatest stories last so long because they're unanswered questions. They don't close everything off. They don't explain everything. And that's why the questions, you know, seep into our consciousness and seep into the lexicon of of society as a whole and that's why they stay on as great stories precisely because we can have conversations till kingdom come pun intended <laughs> about about why or why not those things are there and, and that's what i find super super fascinating well it's not but just yeah. not just a story denise it's it's you're right i totally agree but it's 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 like the ultimate question it's the ultimate it, 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 we, you can say that adam and eve is like the ultimate existential question yes. do you want to wake up do you want to? The question is, we're going back to all the great movies that was ever made. The Matrix, uh, Ghost in the Shell. All these movies had that question, had that existential question. Right now, let's say this is our proverbial paradise, paradise. which is very, very hellish, I, I, I would say. But would you want to wake up? And, would and you I... want to take that proverbial uh, uh, pill or fruit of knowledge? And I think the there might be an, an underlying, like something that drives the, the answer. Like maybe the way I'm thinking about it is the first the question is, why do we exist? And secondly is, do you even want to know? Like you ask exactly. the question, but, but do you want to know, right? And that's also why, that's, and why do you want to know? Like, why do you want to know? And, and that's also why I feel like when God put that there, for Adam, because the story is not actually clear when that when that tree was put there. So we can assume it was created with all the other fauna, which is before Adam was even created, before Eve was created. Yeah. And I think when he put that there, it was in its own way kind of telling Adam, you know, anything you want, I can actually create for you. Anything you want, I can actually give you. You can actually get. But it's very different to ask for it than to take it. And that's another thing, you know, we're talking about the ability to gain knowledge, the ability to develop consciousness. But there's another layer in that, at what point do you stop having the right to earn stuff? 
you know, and, and I'm going to use this to circle back to something that Martin touched on earlier about Adam's loneliness, because one of the things that God gave him when he created Eve was a solution to his loneliness, because Adam was complaining, I'm lonely, I'm all alone. And I, you know, I, I'd like to have somebody. And this aspect of loneliness is a narrative that's not unique to Adam when you think about it. It really isn't unique to Adam. Um, and so I want to, you know, again, hearken to one of the great movies. You know, Elsie is a film buff and it is a famous line. I'm sure you guys will remember. So I want to ask about how you guys feel about the idea of someone else completing you. Somebody else there to complete you. And for this, we're going to start with Elsie. Uh, okay, first of, first off, I want to, well, that was a very meaty discussion from the very first question. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> right, we already right? touched I'm also sitting here like, oh, are we moving on already? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, was fast-moving. Uh, yeah, well, we, we, have, we have to get through the questions, man. <laughs> have to, yeah, I, I wanted to get to the, that meaty subject, but okay, let's, let's move on to, to, to this one, which is, okay, the, the aspect of loneliness. N number one, isn't it funny? You create something that is more or less, you can say, in total, that being that you've created has curiosity, but is ignorant. In total ignorance, and you would tell, and, and naive, naive. and yes. naive, and you would tell that this naive being, I can make anything for you. How will he know what anything is in the first place? Isn't that a, 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 a cruel joke? Number but, but I'm also, not getting one. Also, to build on that, like, like what kind of life is that, right? It's the forever child life. It's the one where <coughs> there's always someone in your life providing something for you. But the moment that you uh, have that relationship to someone in your life, you lose your autonomy, right? You, right. you lose your right. autonomy because you will forever be in need of this person that solves all your problems but why why is it that you, that adam a being after god's image is lonely you know what's what? funny that was what i was gonna say to begin why? with why are you lonely kid why are you, lonely? you have the ultimate love the what ultimate was... love how are not you not lonely just, man not just that denise if if god sees if if he is Time immortal. If he sees time non-linear, like 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 a deity should, he would have foreseen that. In that, okay, I'm gonna make this being, but I'm sure he'll be lonely. But I'm gonna make him anyway. My image. <laughs> so doesn't that 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 spur some confusion to me? So you're saying that God is lonely? Well, one argues that the reason he created the universe to begin with is because he was alone in it, right? And so in that sense. Maybe as a god, he doesn't feel loneliness the way human beings do, but there's a version of it that he no, felt. Lonely, loneliness of. is such, it's, it's already an intrinsic, a critical subject to begin with. Uh, we've, we've talked about this, and that was the basic subject that I wanted to put out when we talked about Frankenstein. If you guys remember our Frankenstein mm -hmm. episode, yep. what is loneliness? And the only time Frankenstein felt lonely is when he compared himself. When he saw other beings, right? When he saw the happiness of a, a, and warmth of a, of a partner from another 
human, from another being, aside from his own. Before that, he didn't know what loneliness was. So you're saying that we can, we can argue that Adam saw other animals having partners. So his pet goat, Ralph, his pet goat. He was like, I want some of that action. Yeah. Why does he get to fuck the goatess? He might right. have been, like uh, he might have been into animal porn, you know, he might for a have, while. Until he I was actually going to point that out. <laughs> Adam probably did bestiality for a while when you think about that. He was envious. What made him compare himself and have the idea of loneliness to begin with? Probably other animals. He probably saw his pet goat, Ralph, fucking his pet snake, Dorothy. You know what I'm saying? And he go, my goat. My <laughs> nice goat. That, that's how you make a crocodile. Ah, my nice goat is having so much fun. My nice goat. And but see, also- this, is also, this is also why I phrased the question this way. Is that it wasn't just loneliness that Adam was feeling. He couldn't articulate it, but he was also feeling an incompleteness, mm. which is why God created woman to complete that union, mm. right? And we're going to dive in more to that because that but, is the union and that the, is the start of matrimony, then, ladies then, and gentlemen. Then we'll the get problem there. was that she also felt incomplete, so incomplete that she had to get lured into eating an apple from a tree by a, more so. by a snake. More so. More so than Adam. She yeah. was ambitious. You can say that you can say that Eve probably was invented ambition. Adam didn't have any ambition. I think he was he was just okay. Let's okay, let's 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 give that to, to, to the story as it goes. He was lonely, sure. Eve was the first ambition. He in she in she ah, in, but but was she though? And we'll we'll get to that later because you know, mean curiosity in that sense. Yeah, well, uh, of, well of, yeah. Eva? Yeah. So hey, we have comment. We have meaty comments that I want to actually read. Okay. Today. So I will. I will read a comment from Carlo, and then we will. We will go to Martin to answer this question. Carlo on the live stream says, "Maybe it's not loneliness. Why does an artist paint? Why does a musician play music?" And I get his point, right? But that's funny because the artist and the musician create their own he still needed god to create something for him you know and that's an interesting discussion maybe it wasn't loneliness but the need for something you know but he couldn't create it on his own and that's also where the stick is right Until like he god gave him everything but he, he couldn't he couldn't though he couldn't so that's that's an interesting comment Martin, what about you? What do you feel about this idea that we need somebody to complete? Oh, 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 I, I, uh, it, that's a, actually a very, uh, it's a paradox for me. Because on one hand, I, I, I do truly believe in, in the, in the, let's say the, the metaphysical relationship between male and female. The metaphysical in terms of, let's say, personality traits or, or yin and yang, like the two halves of a, of a whole, right? Uh, I, I truly do believe in that um, because you will never be complete. You will always have failings. You will always have it. And in, technically, it's not only in your relationship. That's also what you do if you, for example, are a business owner, right? You If you're... Not all business owners, I'll give you that. But if you want your business to thrive, you need to find people that are good at what you are not good at. Right? Nature is dichotomy after all. Nature is dichotomy. You have light and dark. 
day and night, sadness, happiness, hunger. Because then I have a question for you, though. Yeah. This dichotomy was also created by God then. So to use Elsie's point, why did he not already start with both of them then? If he created a universe where dichotomy is endemic to the universe and nature, why did he wait for Adam to ask, yo, I'm incomplete, man. Where's my yin to my yang? Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. And I mean, he created the animals, right? And, and these guys already had partners. So why wouldn't he create a partner for for Adam? And uh, then we also, yeah, the, the, I mean, then there is the, the story that he created Lilith at the same time as, as, as Adam, right? So I'm sure we're going to get into that. But just to, to kind of round off, round off on, on the complete you part. So on one hand, I do believe in that. Um, in, in the duality of things, in, in like two halves makes a whole. But then again, you will never be complete. Right? And that, that's something that you have to come to terms with. Because if you choose to strive for utopia, or if you choose to, uh, uh, choose to strive for an absolutely perfect setting as you see it, you will end up being a tyrant. That's where that takes you. So on one hand, I like the idea, uh, not of needing someone, um, not of needing someone, but of getting together with other people to make uh, things better. And when I say things, we talked about that last time, actually, last episode, we talked about, um, oh, can you, can you remind me, what was it? Um, whether you entered relationships for personal gain. Right. And, and, and this can kind of circle around to it. Like here you, you, you enter relationships with people, possibly a mate to, to make things better, not necessarily for you, but then for them or for your children or for whatever is around you, whatever might, might be around you or be in your life or sometimes even for yourself. But even if your interests of self are, 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 are selfish, if you're making things better for the people around you at the same time, then it's hard to argue that it might that it's a bad thing. But so so yeah, so that's it. That there's two sides of it. The one part is that I think you should accept that you are not complete, and and you should be okay with that. And even if you find a partner, you won't you won't be they won't complete you. You would still be you. That it's your job to to make a version of yourself or be a version of yourself that you can actually live with. Uh, but at the same time, you can make the world a lot better. You can do a lot more good if you surround yourself with people that do um, supply sites that you, you don't you don't supply. So yeah, that's, that's basically it. I'm reminded of a, of a book. Um, I'm, of a book by Shel Silverstein called The Missing Piece. And in this book, there is a piece that looks like a pizza because it's missing a part of itself. To your point, Martin, incomplete. Mm. And it goes through this entire journey trying to find the piece that completes it. And some fit and some don't. Some are a little bit loose, some are a little bit tight, some shatter, some break it. Eventually, it does find a piece that seems to fit and complete it. And it's happy for a while until it realizes being completed that way is different than you completing yourself. Mm. 
you know, and I think that's a very important thing to note. That, that kind of in as much as circles we... around to dependency, right? Because if someone else completes you, then you become like the, the relationship between God and Adam. Exactly. So I do agree that we will always be incomplete, but we should not be dependent on other people to complete us. We can use them to motivate us and inspire us to complete our own selves, but that and, and completion even to help. of self, yeah. and you can help. The completion them. of self should be entirely, entirely on your own merits, whether with the help of others or the inspiration of others or not. And before I move on to my next question, Carlo did clarify that his comment on the loneliness was not Adam's loneliness, because I did ask maybe God was lonely too, and that's why he created all of these things. And that's why Carla was referring to God's loneliness. Maybe it wasn't loneliness in the same way that an artist paints or a musician plays music. Sometimes you just have the urge to create is I think what he means versus you don't always have to create things because you're lonely. You just have a gift. You just have a desire and you create. So thanks for that, Carla. And for those of you who are watching the live stream, keep your comments coming because this is going to be an interesting discussion. It already is. It already is. And it's, It's not shit halfway through, so this promises to be quite rich. So we were just talking about how Adam's loneliness is something that isn't necessarily unique to Adam. In fact, it isn't unique to men and, and the concept of completing somebody else or being completed. And I want to flip that on its head with this next question. Because Eve never asked to be made either. She had no choice in the matter. Some dude wished for her and... You know, she happened to be created. And since she was made literally for Adam, I wanted to touch on the idea of there being somebody out there made just for you. How do you feel about the idea that there is somebody out there made just for you? And Martin, we're going to start. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah do you want yeah okay okay Martin, I'll, go ahead man yeah I'll, i'll start on the flip side I, i love that you flipped it around very very good move denise i i want to congratulate you really really great questions that you prepared for for tonight's discussion and and it's really been great so far and i have a feeling it's going to continue to be great and, and for everybody out there please join in on on the discussion everybody who's listening please comment on if you have ideas or whatnot we we love to hear this kind of stuff um someone made just for you like i think if you follow the, the the podcast or if like you guys are forced to sit here with me every monday or choose to sit here with me you might have an idea of my answer and and i'm i'm not i'm not a believer in in, in that like people made for you um but obviously there are people that fit you just like there are people that don't fit you you know like there are people that you just hate like You don't even have to get to know him. You just look at him and you're like, well, fuck that person, man. I, you know, like, so of course there are people that, that fit you better. Um, I, I think it's, uh, again, it comes again back to the completing you part. I, I, I think it's a, it's a dangerous uh, road to, to go down. Um, uh, although it's very romantic, um, I think it's a very dangerous road to go down. And if you look at Eve, uh, you're right. She didn't choose to get made and she didn't choose to get made for Adam. But what about children? What about every child that gets born? They don't choose to get made. The, 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 
of human or animal or any other like and and it circles back to the question like why do we exist right why why do we create like there's no doubt that this there's this force you can call it god it's definitely omnipresent but you can call it call it god or you can call it whatever you want that that creates things it is creation itself but why is it there and right? that's an extremely deep question and not something that i will even try to answer here but when it comes to eve no she 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 wasn't uh, she didn't have a choice but children don't have a choice either right so and that doesn't make it necessarily wrong no it but doesn't do you, do you feel that when a child is born to their parents that they're made for the parents they're definitely made because the parents wanted them not because they wanted to get made so I, 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 that's the closest of an answer i can i can come to to that you know like it's it's a very difficult question because it really mixes up uh, uh like it has a an and kind of an uh, force in it right like it, you take away the free choice right you take away the free choice of eve by creating her from adam's rib uh and for adam but then if she wasn't created she wouldn't have free choice right it's the same with a kid it's you take away the choice for the kid to decide whether it's supposed to live or not but if it doesn't get created then it has no free choice it has no it's just nothing it's just nothingness it's just emptiness so so yeah ironically the freedom comes with starting to not have freedom ironically <laughs> yeah elsie what about you how do you feel about this concept that there might be people made for you or made for uh, each other a, a special a special designed individual just for you sex doll uh, yeah your ultimate <laughs> uh, your ultimate counterpart uh, my uh, my eve to my adam uh, it's a far-fetched idea i would agree i'm the same as martin here i i i I do not subscribe to this idea of a, an ultimate design just for you. I, I think that's arrogantly enough speaking. Uh, you, we're already as <laughs> in the, as a as a human race, we're, we we already have that arrogance that we are special, that we are in in the story. As the story goes, uh, God gave Adam the the freedom to name the animals. And God gave him uh, the reins to 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 be the leader, to be to 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 reign over all the 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 beings in paradise. Uh, yet, I'm the only. You're the only one without a partner. <laughs> you will reign all. You will be the the be all end all with these animals. But they're not lonely. I'll make you lonely, and you're gonna realize that. And you're gonna ask me to make you a partner. That is, if that is how the <laughs> the trajectory of this story goes, I, I, I don't. I'm having a hard time putting, you know, grasping it. I'm having a hard time putting my foot down on it. Uh, it doesn't sit well with me when you think about it. It's <laughs> it, it, it it harkens to to, to a question. It. Are, are do we need you're right do we need that that's that special are we always on the prowl are we always on the lookout or are we always searching is this an endless search is life an endless search 
and and is the end of the search that person, that individual, that it could be not uh it couldn't it could be not even a partner. It could it could be something else. It could be you can say that 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 what what's designed for you might be a career, might be some sort of work, might be some sort of it not necessarily a human being by that by that by that aspect. Uh, but I'm 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 digressing. When you when when we when let's stick to the the simple law of of someone <clears throat> having uh, a, a, a a person out there that's specially made for you. I think that's that's being too arrogant. I don't think I think I think everything has been there's there's a hit and miss in everything, uh, such as the law of the universe. Uh, we don't know. We can't answer that. Uh, why did why did Haley's comet uh, go around that much? Why did why did the why did the Big Bang happen? Why is gravity expanding? We don't know. These are questions that we can answer. Uh, why do we think that that person is our ultimate partner? Maybe. Uh, but I don't. I, I will never. I don't think I can answer that question, Denise. And, and I don't. Be, I don't believe in that. What I feel is. When you meet someone and you and, and you have so much inclining factors that 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 bind you together, I think that's enough. That's enough. That's enough of a of a motive to to stay together. Maybe you can, in a romantic sense, you can add that. Hey, you're made for me. Sure, think think of that. That's great. That's all good. Uh, but labeling that as fact. Labeling, labeling that, stamping that as a universal law. I think that's too arrogant for us to to to, to delve into that kind of thinking. Uh, I think we have a lot of <laughs> comments. Yeah, we do. I will tell you though, this is why I feel the concept of made for each other got blown out of proportion in such a way that we completely misunderstood the points. I don't think that God creates somebody for somebody else. You know, this is where concepts like soulmates come up, you know, that, you know, uh, star-crossed lovers, et cetera. And, and then there's this dangerous thing that gets propagated is that you can sit around, not do anything. And you were touching on this, Elsie, that our whole life is about search, you know. But if you take this the wrong way and you remove it from the context, you could sit around not do anything and the person that is made for you will materialize right in front of you plausibly out of thin air and the worst part about this is somebody awesome or something awesome a career opportunity a new friend for example could present itself but unless you are sure that this is what was made specifically for you you won't notice and you, you'll pass it by because you need that assurance that that person was made for you. Exactly. And you have blinders. You have blinders. And while I do agree that it was a beautiful token of love, that he created somebody to love you the way you needed to be loved, because I love you as a parent. And, you know, it's very different to be loved with a partner involved. It does not any way give us license to start, number one, waiting around for that, and more importantly, demanding it. Because that's the other side we haven't quite touched on. This entitlement many of us have that there is somebody made for us, that we deserve that as a birthright, 
is very scary. It's very, very scary. And I've known a lot of people that seem to believe that, that it is their right to find somebody who is made specifically for them. You know, and, and, and that for me is, is, is very, very dangerous, you know. Um, and this is a nice segue to my next question, actually, because we talked about how in canon, in canon, Eve was the only woman that was created to be Adam's partner. Um, but outside of canon, there is another set of, let's just call it mythology for now, another set of mythology that dictates that when Eve was created, she was actually the second attempt. She wasn't the first woman created to be with Adam. The first attempt called Lilith was created independently of Adam, as most of us already know. And those on the live stream or on the podcast, if you want to learn more about Lilith, you can stroll back to our Spotify and any of our streaming platforms, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts and the like. We do have an episode on Lilith under our misunderstood monsters. So you can reference that and then come back to this in a bit. Um, but the idea is Lilith was created before Eve and created independently of Adam. In fact, in the exact same fashion as Adam was created. And that didn't work out very well for Adam. She was independent. She was headstrong. She left. The thing is, though, we've also established that Eve, the second attempt, who was not created independently of Adam, was in fact created of Adam's flesh didn't quite work out either. <laughs> so here is my question. Here is my question. And this will circle back to Elsie's, but if God's all knowing, omnipresent, and he sees everything, and there's no timeline. See, and this is the question. Why do you suppose there wasn't a third attempt to make another partner for Adam? Because attempt one didn't work. Attempt two apparently didn't work either. So why did he stop there? Why didn't he make a third try at getting Adam a better partner? Elsie, we'll start with you. <laughs> okay, I, I think uh, this was before uh, uh, the, the the concept of uh, third time third uh, th third time third time time's a charm. <laughs> this predates it. <clears throat> uh, first and foremost, how do we know that there was no third attempt? Probably there was. It wasn't just recorded. Uh, at this point, they were banished, right? They were banished, and they went to the wilderness. In the wilderness, and 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 in in some cases, in some writings, Adam had six children, six children. So with that, they were probably banished with their children as well. And uh, I guess evolution has to start somewhere. So procreation had to happen from there. Uh, Maybe I'm just speculating. Let's say, let's say hypothetically, God just goes, "Hey, okay, fuck it. You make a choice. You find your goddamn partner, whatever that may be. You can fuck whatever you want. You know, bahala <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna romanticize this shit anymore. You, you, you fucked up twice, and okay, the third time, you pick, you choose. Yeah. You've got kids." You, you and your wife, your children, whatever, cousins. man. Just go you just can fuck do through your own thing. You want. <laughs> right? So, so maybe the third time could be just a uh, 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 player's choice. <laughs> could be a random pick. Player's choice. 
uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, to uh, Lilith uh, was created, and she was, uh, I guess, too powerful for Adam. I guess she uh, she was her own uh, person, as we talked about in our old episodes. So please, guys, it was a very interesting episode. I I, I would recommend uh, everybody in the live uh, live stream to download or listen to our Lilith episode in Spotify, uh, and and in YouTube also. <clears throat> but a third time, why wasn't it? done why wasn't it recorded if it was i think that, if it was actually tried you know actually, and that's an interesting point that you made because technically lilith wasn't recorded either i mean in recorded canon there was only one try and that was eve so for all you know there were several other tries but he picked eve and he's like we're going to include you we're going to include you yeah, kind of like out. a kind of like an aquarium in a strip club in a strip club, you know, <laughs> he just put up like <laughs> with numbers on him, and Adam was sitting there like, mm, number eight, please. <laughs> can you actually can you actually say that Eve was probably one the first in a way prostitute? Can you actually say that? Uh, can you actually? Is it safe I mean, to say she that she didn't do it for money? Yeah. Yes, but there was. There was some sort of an exchange. Do this for me, Adam. Do this for me. So you can be with me. You can see what I can see. So I have an interesting take on it, but I want to hear what Martin thinks. Why do you think he didn't attempt a third time to rectify these two women? Because Elsie touched on it earlier. We all know Lilith was headstrong. That's a given, at least in the mythology that we read. And Elsie did touch on the fact that, you know, this Eve, she had on some ambition, too, because she went her own way here. She disrespected and disobeyed a direct order, so to speak. Uh, you know, so you think, Eve why didn't God go a third time, you know, to, to figure out how to make these women literally more submissive, you know? So before I jump straight into answering the question, uh, I, I'll, try to, I'll try to cast some light, uh, maybe not some light, but something that I thought about. Uh, and, and maybe uh, when we talk about Lilith and Adam, and as we talked about earlier with uh, people, some people not fitting together at all and other people fitting together, for you to, to fit together with someone, and, and this can be open for discussion, uh, I, I'm not, don't, don't, don't uh, brand me, but uh, for you to, to, uh, to connect with someone, there has to be some of you in them. But the problem was with Adam and Lilith was there was none, none, none of them in each other, or maybe there was, but not, not the right thing. I think that's the symbolism of Eve getting created from Adam's rib. That Eve has something of Adam in her, something that, and 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 otherwise, like vice versa, right? Vice versa, which which you could associate to personality traits or 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 whatever you wanna wanna associate it to. But she definitely has something of Adam in her which might make them a better pair because Adam and, and, and Lilith didn't have any anything of each other. And when you look for a partner, you would also look, or a friend, so whatever, like you also look for some of yourself in in, in them, right? Like, um, so, so yeah, so that, that uh, when it comes to the question whether or not they tried a third, why they didn't, let's just assume they didn't try a third attempt. Right. Let's make it a bit easier to answer. Let's assume they didn't try a third attempt. Um, maybe God was disappointed. 
maybe he was so disappointed with uh, his creation. What he like this is this is not foreign to to us. Like when you have an idea, you see potential. Like you can see potential in a kid. You can see potential in so many things. And when you see it fail at reaching its potential, which by the way you projected on it, right? That's very important to remember. It's not necessarily what they want for themselves. Uh, you can become ashamed and you can become embarrassed. Uh, and you, it can hurt so much that you eventually reject it. Uh, and that's not uncommon. It's not uncommon in the world. Not at all, actually. It's, it's, uh, I, I won't say it's every family you go into, but it is and, something and, that and is And this common. is why they were banished. This is why they were banished, right? Yeah. He was like, you know what? Forget this. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't live with... And, and you could talk about maybe God couldn't live with his own, his own failings, right? So he, he banished it to the realm of the unknown he thrust it into chaos where he didn't have to look at it every day right and get reminded of his own mistakes so very very human as well uh but that might be why they didn't do it a third time um and i think that's going to be my best answer i, I can't come up with any funny stuff <laughs> well my take on it is there is this theory that eve was physically the perfect woman in fact, her name Eve, especially if you don't write it down as a capital E in the start, you have two E's with a V in the middle, is the breasts and the vagina, Ooh. right? The two E's are the breasts and then the vagina, you know, and, and this was it's symmetrical, no? symmetrical, symmetrical and very, very potent in terms of attracting Adam and very, very uh essentially perfect for procreation, which, as Elsie pointed out very earlier in the podcast, was the intention or a side intention of creating woman for man is to procreate, right? And, and there's this theory that goes that the reason Eve was the one they chose to include in Genesis is because she was, for all intents and purposes, physically perfect for procreation. And I find that fascinating because that also holds true today. You could find somebody that makes mistakes that gets you to do stuff you don't really like to do. We were talking about a lot of this in Bonnie and Clyde, for example, in that episode. Um, but if they're perfect for you and you can't quite fight that attraction, no matter what you do, that is where life thrives. That's where procreation is. That's where survival is. And that's, and you know, you're willing, possibly, possibly, <laughs> but you're willing to forego a lot uh, of the flaws. You know, if nope. you're physically attracted to somebody, it sounds trivial and it sounds very um, um, shallow. But the truth is, it's it's a reality and it goes both ways. There are women yeah, who yeah. also look the other way for men who are treating them badly or are not quite living up to quote unquote potential and simply I, because. Yeah, I, I think it's it's actually uh, we, we uh, you should actually be very cautious with calling it shallow because. It's a very, very, it's a great uh, angle you just brought on to this, Denise. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just have to get this off my mind. Is that uh, when you look at it that way, it makes a lot of sense because that's a biological approach, right? Because it's so easy for us to say that, not, not that we do it, now I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, but it's so easy for us to say that, that focusing on looks, for example, is shallow, right? So easy for us to say. It's not about the looks. It's about what's inside. And not that it's not true. 
uh, but it's easy for us to call it shallow. And then when you when you kind of dive into it, when you talk to people about it, they'll be like, yeah, but that's what the media says and all the commercials and all of that. But it's but it's like, yeah, but that's just the last what fifty years, right? Maybe maybe eighty years, right? Where does it come from? That that's a question you need to ask yourself. Where does this attraction come from? It doesn't come from the commercials. It was it was in us way 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 before. And that's when the biological uh, explanation becomes very viable because, well, if you look at the rest of living things, they all procreate, cells procreate. And what you look for, the cell looks for the most ideal partner that can give the most ideal outcome. And, and do you know that there is a scientific study that shows by smell alone, at least for women, women can actually smell a more symmetrical man than an asymmetrical man, just from scent alone, from their bodily scent. Yeah. And the idea is the symmetrical man is, is more virile, has a better chance of survival, will give you better children, etc. So biologically, even without, and I think the reason I was bringing this up is while biologically it starts out as physical attraction, really this biological attraction is represented visually by symmetry or symmetry, right? The, the boobs are in place, yeah. the vagina's in the middle and stuff, right? But sometimes you don't even have to see something to be biologically attracted to it, aka scent. And, and, and that's why I think there was no recorded third attempt or fourth or fifth or any other. In fact, Lilith is what we now have heard is the first attempt. But really in canon, mm. it was just Eve. Yeah. It was Eve. She was the end all and be all. Yeah. You know, and I, I really think it's because she was the biological perfection for men to procreate. Yeah. To procreate. Very All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I've thought about this. So now we're going to go to the main event, the main event of this entire thing, which is not really the creation of Eve, per se. You know, it, it, in a, in a, in a storyline, it's, you know, it's the crescendo of the story where the tree with the forbidden fruit suddenly comes to center stage and this annoying snake okay comes in and starts telling eve to eat the forbidden fruit so as the story goes the snake tempts eve and then eve after taking a bite of the forbidden fruit decides to tempt adam to do the same thing and this begs the question because for a long time, she's been painted as this wily temptress, this annoying bitch that got involved and got Adam to do something he knowingly knew was wrong. And I'm like, really, though? Like, was she really a wily temptress or was Adam just an idiot, a spineless, lovesick puppy? Or maybe was he acutely aware of what he was doing and he threw her under the bus? He made Eve the scapegoat when God asked, what the hell did you do? That and he one. Goes, she made me do it. She made me do it. You know, and that's my question. And we're going to start with you, Martin. What's your take? Was it really Eve? Was it really, an, you know, Adam? Was he an idiot or did he know what he was doing? Yeah, man. You know, that has so many angles. It has so many angles, that question, right? Uh, so let's attack it, right? Let's, let's fucking bite into that. Let's bite, take a bite of the apple. Um, what it tells me is that Adam and Eve were innately human. That's what it tells me, right? And I'll explain why. I think 
to answer your questions. Uh, yes, yes, and yes. I, I think it was a bit of everything. But that's exactly what it means to be human. That's exactly what it is. Right? You, you will do things you shouldn't do. And when you've done it, you feel so bad about it, you'll try to tempt other people into doing it. Or blame somebody else for the reason why you did it. Yeah. Also, you have the, the spineless love puppy, which just blindly walks in whatever direction uh, his, his, uh, his uh, let's say this, dom domin the dominating part points the, the person. Um, but then you also have, as you say, you also have the, and I think this is something that's very, very uh, human, and I see it a lot today, both in myself and, and also in other people, is that you say you want something, but you are acting differently. And I, I, we've talked about this before, I can't stress it enough. Uh, communication and articulation of yourself and your ideas is very, very, very important. The better you can articulate your ideas, the more you understand them. But if you don't live them out, then it's not you. Then it's just something you say. And and it's very very common in people, also in myself, to to do any of the three outcomes that you mentioned. A any of them. Like I can go do something stupid, and I'm like, shit, I gotta have something. <laughs> no, I gotta have someone else who did the same, <laughs> just so I'm not alone, <laughs> right? right? Um, I have also been the lovesick puppy, where I I did things that I knew were wrong, but. I, I was in a position where I, I couldn't negotiate. I, I couldn't say no. Right? But that's not her fault or anybody else's fault. It's still my fault. It's still my responsibility. It doesn't matter why I did it or, or which situation I was in or, or how I was feeling. That's still my responsibility. And I'm also the one that's going to suffer the consequences if, if, if it, it, it kind of falls down on my head, which it tends to do uh, most of the time, which it also does in this, in this case. And then lastly, I don't know which one is the worst, but number three is definitely a candidate where, because that's ignorance, right? That's ignorance. It Or either it's pure lying or it's naivety. And either one, I don't know which one is the worst, right? And, and, and this is something that I really truly believe, like naivety is never an excuse, neither for me nor for anybody else. The, or I didn't know, or this and that. It's like nobody could have known. If you really, really wanted to know, you could have known. And ignorance so. is never an excuse, guys. Ignorance is never an excuse. You know, and you didn't need to know. You were told. You were told point blank, just don't eat that. You know, so that, you know, that's a cop out. And before I go to LC, anybody on the live stream, if you have a take on this question, was he really this wily temptress? Was she a victim? Was Adam a victim? Did he know what he was doing and completely threw her under the bus? Or was he just lovesick and just wanted to follow the love of his life into damnation? Yeah. If you have a comment, please go put it on the live stream. Elsie, what's your take on this predicament here? 
Uh, first off, uh, let's say that this is how uh, creation works. You know, is, let's let let's let's imagine that this is uh, the truth. Uh, I feel bad for the snake. <laughs> I, to tell you the truth, I think we should be thanking the snake. Without what? the snake, there is no human race. There you go. What was the plan? What was the plan? To make them live forever as a couple in paradise with all the beasts and the trees and the fruits? Would you what keep was the them plan? in naive bliss for what, their whole existence? Was or, that the plan of uh, of of uh, of the, the 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 ultimate deity, the only and the only true uh, 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 God? Was that the plan to just keep them up? But this is it. I'm gonna put a tree, and I'll, I'll and I'll even put a snake that will tempt them. Number one, I feel really bad for the snakes, and snakes has a, has been getting a bad rap. I I, I think they're beautiful creatures. I, I I'm not a fan of them, but I I don't hate them. They're beautiful creatures, and I don't think any animal should be hated for. No. But if you were to get eaten by an animal, snake is not on the top of the list. Man, lying—it's <laughs> certainly not, man. You, you're gonna lie alive in its tummy, right, while you're getting digested <laughs> by acid. Well, Jewish, certain so. snakes, certain anaconda, snakes, yes. certain yeah, snakes. Uh, it's horrible. Ooh. But yeah, <clears throat> so was that if that was the plan to just keep them ignorant? Then there was there, there, uh, there, there, the human race will never be an, it will never exist uh, if that was the the whole point of creationism. Then maybe, just thinking maybe, as the uni- as the laws of the universe works, there is a beginning and there is an end. This could be some sort of a metaphor showing a beginning or a or a catalytic a catal- catalytic change. For something to happen, to jumpstart something, to jumpstart evolution, uh, like in anything else, like the Big Bang, uh, uh, like how a planet is created, like a volcano is created. Everything has has been done in conflict, and everything has been done in a sort of dom- domino effect. Actually, this happens, so this will happen. Uh, you can say that it was probably planned. It was probably pre-planned uh, because we're all here. There's the human race. And isn't, so I get, it, isn't it amazing that our biggest sin is what makes us who we are? Right, right. We are, we are living in. That's what they say. But you live in sin, and it, that's probably how it is. Right. Uh, you can, you can just, you can, you can, you can say that. That probably our the, the great de- deity has pre-planned all of it and put that there as a as a sort of catat. A catalyst for a jump start, like how the universe works. My question is: Does is God subservient to the laws of the universe? If that if that is the laws of the universe, or is He the law that creates the laws of the universe? That that that, that ponders the question. Uh, but I'm 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 digressing because I'm, I'm gonna go. To but that, that's a whole <laughs> new podcast. Else. But uh, that's, that's a whole something podcast, we should look into. At which some I want to talk about soon. Uh, Do you want to talk about hopefully, the, hopefully the, the illusion of choice, <laughs> illusion of choice. And that's interesting because Carlo, who had commented earlier on creation, not necessarily being out of loneliness, 
also commented, connected to what you were just talking about, Elsie. If God knows everything that's going to happen, why create you when he knows you're going to hell in the first place? Why create Adam? So we're all talking about why create the fruit? Why create the tree? Why create the snake? Why create Adam and Eve in the first place if he knows what's going to happen, what they're going to do, and where they're going to go? Which is a beautiful segue. Thank you, Carlo, because it's a beautiful segue to one of my last questions, right? And it's lovely because Elsie did ask or point out that the poor snake man, the snake got a rap, bad rap. And why was he created? So let's, let's go with this hypothesis of a question. If there was no snake, if there was no snake, but the forbidden tree and the forbidden fruit still existed in the Garden of Eden, what do you think were the chances that these two, Adam and Eve, would never have eaten that forbidden fruit? Was it only a matter of time, as per Carlos comment? And who do you think would have broke first, Adam or Eve? Because <laughs> there's no more snake, the tempt Eve. And for this, we'll go with Elsie first and then Martin. <laughs> uh, if there's no snake, the there's probably no human race. We have to thank the snake again. <laughs> thank you, snake. Thank you, snake. <laughs> for creating all of, for starting, for jump-starting the whole human race. Yeah, <laughs> man. And they made, they made snake jazz as well. Did you guys watch Richard Morty when they, when they went to the snake civilization <laughs> yeah. and, and listened to snake jazz? Snake jazz. Yeah, <laughs> man. But Elsie, do you think... Do you think they would have eaten the fruit anyway without the snake there? I think I think it would. I think I think that was the 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 whole plan. You can say that this is how. Uh, um, again, going back to the laws of the universe, I, I guess there there is some sort. There's always a failsafe. There's always that uh, 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 that danger lurking in any design. In any design, uh, we're, we're living in. We are now living in a giant more or less a, a giant nuclear reactor that's spinning in orbit that can explode at any time. There's always an element of danger. There, we, we're, we, we're, we're a few miles from, from the nearest volcano that can actually erupt any time. There's always that danger. And, and that's just how the universe year. is. It recently did. Yeah, it recently did. Yeah. Right. Uh, we, are, we have a nuclear reactor that's giving us power every day. It's called the sun. And that can explode also anytime. So these are things that it, it's in the design. These flaws are in the design of, 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 of the universe itself, of life itself. And, and when you extension, uh, I, I, I don't want to go to that side of the fence because it's a whole new topic. But yeah, uh, even something as perfect supposedly as paradise has that flaw. And I guess the flaw was that tree. No. I'm sure if the snake wasn't there, there, uh, since since Adam and Eve were 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 uh, intelligent uh, uh, beings, curiosity will always come around. Uh, if a cat can get curious, if a, a lowly animal like a cat can get curious. What more a human being? What more a person of rational with rational, with rationality and 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 and, and impulsiveness? I'm sure that's, that's going to happen sooner or later, like any design in, any, in, in, in the universe. But again, I, I want to say thank you again, Mr. Snake, for uh, jump-starting the human race. And Snake Jazz. Thank you for Snake Jazz. <laughs> snake also. Jazz. 
Martin, what about you? Do you think, do you feel the same way as Elsie that the snake was just a circumstantial thing that they would have eventually eaten the fruit in the first, uh, anyway, regardless of the snake being there? So, man, again, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a whole garden of delicious fruits to chew on. Um, I actually want to start uh, by by giving a little bit of credit to Carlo, and I wanna, I actually want to talk a little bit. I'm gonna start with his question, and then I'm gonna sh- circle it around, and then answer your question. Um. But uh, why create you when he knows you're going to hell in the first place? Like, why we are created is one. Of, it is probably the deepest question that exists, and nobody knows the answer to that. Like, our articulation of the world is, for all sense and purposes, still extremely primitive. Extremely. But the question from Carlo went. Um, when he knows you're going to hell in the first place, and this this circles around to the answer to your question, which is would they have eaten the apple, and and which circles to the question why why was the tree there in the first place? There is no heaven without a hell, right? There is no. Uh, of course, they would have eaten the apple, because as we talk, as I talked about earlier, what makes you you is your greatest sin. Your biggest flaws are what makes you, you. And it's the same concept that, that, that comes in with hell. And and we touch about that. I, now I can't remember which episode this was, but I think we have spun around to pretty much uh, a few episodes this episode. But guys, please uh, check us out on Spotify, right? Go in and join, listen to some of our old, old shit. It's good. But um, um, but you have to be a monster. Adam and Eve were created naive and in bliss. Of course they would have eaten the apple because this life is not possible. Utopia does not exist. It doesn't. And that, that's, that's the same story that goes through Buddhism and a few other creation myths. Right? And that's why the tree is there. That's why the snake is there. That's why the tree. But if the snake even wasn't there, they wouldn't have eaten the fruit anyway. The reason why hell exists and the reason why we were created, even though we might go to hell or we would go to hell, is because there would be no heaven if you didn't know hell. If you are just, quote unquote, good because you don't have the capabilities to be bad, then you're not good. You're just helpless. And that's totally different. And it actually- And that circles back that circles back to a lot of our concepts that being who you are, I mean loving and, and, and existing is choice. It's a decision. And and to choose to stray away from bad defines goodness. The farther you stray away from bad defines only your if you have the capability of being bad. Right? Let's say, let's take violence, for example. Who is the most noble person? A person that have the capability of violence, but chooses not to be violent? Or a person that has no capability of violence and therefore condemn violence? Right? 
in in the case that you might be pushed into a situation where you needed to utilize violence, obviously the most useful person would actually be the one who. who but in in any case, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Our greatest mistakes is what makes us who we are. That's why they eat from that tree. That's why there's a hill. And if you want to be a good person, you gotta have the capability to be evil. You gotta have. You gotta fall into the trap of temptation. You gotta know the dark sides of life. Life. Be aware of it. Know that it's a part of your character. That it is a part of you. And actively try not to be that way. Uh, and 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 I think the, this creation myth sums that up perfectly. And that's why I believe that they would have uh, eaten of the tree anyway. Anyway, you know, there's this saying that goes, "If you don't want to get tempted, don't put yourself in a position where temptation is around." And you know, before I answer my own question. It's kind of funny that Carlo, and we're going to round out with Carlo because Carlo has a very cutely commenting. Thank you so much, Carlo, for your comments. And everybody else that commented on the live stream. It was just kind of a nice round out beginning, middle and end comments from Carlo. And so we're going to do his end comment before I answer my own question. He says, neither. I guess to answer, would they have eaten the fruit? Which one would have gone first or broke first? Neither. It's God's fault because he should have known better. He's a sadist making people jump through hoops and punishing them for something he knows was inevitable. Now, whether or not you believe that, just remember the Naked Under the Table show is a free space. We have our own opinions. You can't agree to disagree. And I'm so happy that you guys are sharing your comments as fervently as you do. Keep them coming and keep watching us every Monday night at 10 p.m. because that's what we live for. But I will say. I do also agree with everybody, um, at least the two people on this call. Uh, they would have eventually eaten the fruit anyway because it was the nature of the fruit. The nature of the tree was temptation. It's embodiment. It is the embodiment of temptation. And to Martin's point, how do you know how good you can become if you're not actually presented with how bad you can become? I don't think, though, they would have just eaten the fruit because it was tempting and because they were going to discover themselves and because they were going to know the quote unquote limits and dichotomies of the universe, I think they would have eaten the fruit because there's another human condition that is very, very basic to us. And Sinead O'Connor said it best. Well, she said it against good them, old you know. Sinead. We always want what we can't have. That is a basic human construct. We don't even have to go to original sin. We don't even have to go to temptation. For some odd reason, every time we are told no, we want it more. It's the same reason why when a pretty girl is very hard to get, that's the girl all the guys go for. It's and the it same also reason ties why up Ivy with League the completion schools, part, right? It does. You know, it's why Ivy League schools that will tell more kids no than yes, you can get in here are the most coveted schools. It's a basic human condition that when something is forbidden, we don't even bother to check if we want the thing in the first place. If we need the thing in the first place, we just want it because we were told no. And that is the ultimate irony of temptation. Temptation doesn't need to play on our passions, on our hidden desires, on our secret wishes. Temptation just needs to tell us you can't do that. And all of a sudden, that's the only thing we see and that's the only thing we want. 
And I think that is something we need to understand about this creation story is maybe it's not about whether God was a sadist or not. Maybe it's not about whether he wrote the laws or he abides by the laws of the universe. Maybe it's about us looking inward and telling ourselves, yo, this begins and ends with me. And I have every capability to tell myself, nah, nah, thank you. Don't want it, don't need it, even though you told me I shouldn't. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what's going to cap the show. And we hope so much that you guys enjoyed it because, as you might not have guessed, we super loved this episode. And if you guys want to catch... Oh, thanks, guys. If you guys want to catch more of the same, you know where to find us. The Naked Under the Table Show on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, all your favorite streaming platforms. We have a Facebook page. Go ahead and like that, The Naked Under the Table Show. And if you want to have... We have a group. If you want to have more conversation, you can actually like the nuts group N U T S, and we will be happy to have you post your comments, your memes, your controversial questions and topics, and we'll engage with you there until then. It has been an awesome, awesome evening. Thank you so much for staying with us, not just through this episode, but through the entire February of controversial couples on behalf of Martin and Elsie. This is Denise. We are the Naked Under the Table Show. We out. You said my love life will be okay. I lied.